It might as well already be hate week, so let's get right into the hate week mailbag. What are our favorite moments from this rivalry? Which players on their side do we hate the most? All that good stuff coming to you right now. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Spartans listeners, Locked on Spartans viewers, how on earth are we all doing? Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here on the Locked on Podcast Network. And before going any further, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, we will be hearing from Bet Online later as we try to make it. Six straight winning weeks and five best bets. I, I can't believe the heater that we're on, but. Hey, we're going to keep on trying here, even though it is a bye week. we got five games for you coming at the end of the episode, but until then, that's right, the hate is just boiling within me right now, and uh, yeah, we're going to answer some questions about this rivalry, have a lot of fun. Uh, This will be the last episode of the week. We will be back five days all next week. Really fun episode to start next week on Monday. Uh, Me and John Kirby of The Only Podcast, we're going to do a rewatch of last year's game, so that's going to be a hoot. And a half, as the kids say, you know, they probably out. They probably don't actually say that anyway. Let's get right into the hate week mailbag. The first question is a great one to kick us off from D4 Spartan. Favorite win besides 2015 and 2021 in this rivalry. No shortage of options here, especially in the last 14 years where you have 10 wins to pick from. That is a quite a healthy amount, no doubt about that. And uh, look, hey. 2020, the COVID year will always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, You go in there as more than three touchdown underdogs. Uh, It's the first game that Michigan State won that I got to watch with my newborn son at the time. Granted, he was asleep for 90% of the game, uh, just like Jim Harbaugh seemingly was. But hey, I digress. It was still a very cool moment. Uh, 2011 has to be up there. I was a student in the student section. You got the pro combat jerseys. Kirk Cousins, my favorite Spartan of all time, goes 4-0 and in that game against that school down the road. And yeah, I mean, that was a great game wire-to-wire as well. But look, I mean, the, the, the answer has to be 2013. Doesn't it? I mean, isn't that isn't that just what you want to do to your rival every single game? Not even this rivalry either. You can go down to the Iron Bowl. You can go to the Red River Shootout or whatever they call that these days. I mean, anytime you could just beat your opponent into submission over and over and over and over again, that's going to be the top favorite right there. Uh, I actually had tickets to that game. Won them in a raffle. Unfortunately, those tickets were in the Michigan visitor section. And after the first sack of the day, stood up, high five my brother. I was like, that, that's all day. Michigan fan behind me was like, oh, yeah. All right. that Oh, yeah, that's all day. Well, I'll be damned. I, I was actually right that day. It truly was all day as Michigan State. Oh, my God. I think they, oh, shoot. They just sacked Devin Gardner again, actually. Oh, my goodness gracious. And, uh, whew. Shoot, hate to see that. Uh, so it's got to be 2013. It has to be 2013 if it isn't last year's historic game. If it isn't the super historic 2015 game, it's got to be 2013, which yeah, eventually led to a Big Ten championship as well. Question number two from D4 Spartan as I throw my pen all over the room here. Least favorite Michigan player of all time besides Taylor Wan or Mike Hart? And I got to say, I don't like having... 
insatiable hate for Mike Hart. Yeah, he had the little brother comment, but that might have spurred something. That that comment might have done good for the long haul for Michigan State here. That's been a rally cry of sorts for Michigan State. If you thought this man over my shoulder, Mark D'Antonio, hated Michigan before, after that comment, oh boy, did Mark have blood in his eye after that because his teams absolutely rolled the Wolverines from that point on. So no, I the Mike Hart thing... No skin off my back, but look, um, it, it was Braylon Edwards for most hateable guy, but honestly, he's kind of become like a just a caricature of himself and that fan base over the last few years, so the more cartoonish he can act, the better. Uh, Devin Bush has to be up there, maybe. Um, his, his emotional breakdown during that photo op that he had at Spartan Stadium was very bizarre. Uh, Drake Harris, you know, that's a name you didn't expect me to pull out, but anytime you flip from Michigan State to Michigan... You know, you're not going to be liked, although he had as relevant of a playing career as, as Johnny Spirit had for Michigan State. So no skin off my back as far as Drake Harris goes. Uh, DJ Durkin, kind of a, just an oddball, but he's not a player, so I guess I can't, you know, take that one. But so I, I guess Devin Bush. Um, why not? That, that's, that seems like a good answer. Just a really weird uh, display behavior that day at Spartan Stadium that uh, still fires up a lot of Michigan fans. So good on them. Only four wins to celebrate in the last 14 years, but hey, you got a you got a guy digging his cleats in the grass. So good on you guys. There you go. Go get him. Uh, Spartan Dog 12. He asks, how much should Devin Gardner be allowed to speak in relation to MSU football? I'm thinking not at all, but I'm curious to hear your take. It, it is quite bizarre to see Devin Gardner really feel himself. Uh, you know, last few days talking about his own father the, the way he has, and by that I mean the Michigan State Spartan football team. Uh, in 2013, zero touchdowns. Great, awesome. Uh, one interception, minus 46 rushing yards. Oh, my goodness gracious, yikes. Uh, 2014, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and only minus 18 rushing yards for him. So even with minus 18 rushing yards in 2014, that's still nearly 20 yards better than he did. Uh, actually, better than 20 yards better than he did the year before. Uh, look, it's just like getting beat up at the bar one day and then years down the road just oddly talking about how you still own those guys and oh, how those guys are the worst, they're weak, even though they gave you two black guys a broken arm and just, just everlasting shame at that local establishment. It's very odd to just see him really uh, peacock the way he has been, but what else are you going to expect from a Michigan player? Uh, if you're looking for just anything that's not delusional, you got to look for a different player from a different program, so I'm, I'm sorry to uh, to say it bluntly, but look, it's just what we've grown to learn from those guys down the road. Uh, Zeke's fan page asks a trio of really good questions, actually. The best Paul Bunyan trophy pick of all time Hey, what, I mean, any of the pictures where Sparty is dressed up like Paul Bunyan are always fun. They always give me a laugh, at least. Uh, so those are always good. But I got to say, something about first-year coach Mel Tucker on the bus. Just met his team a few weeks ago, seemingly. Really weird offseason with the COVID year, and yet still goes into the big house and walks away with Paul Bunyan. So the picture of him, Mel Tucker, and Paul Bunyan, front row of the bus together like old pals. Pals that are really going to get to know each other the next few years. That's got to be my favorite picture, maybe. Um, of course, you know, you got all the pictures with 
Uh, Paul Bunyan with the Spartan helmet on the head. I, there, there's no shortage of good pictures. I mean, look, we've got 10 of these wins in the last 14 years to go over. So, yeah, a lot of good picture opportunities. Now, this question I didn't like so much, but I'm going to answer it. He gave me two options. Never eat Little Caesars again, but always beat U of M. Or free Little Caesars for life, but lose the next 10 out of 14. <sighs> I'm going to have to say goodbye to Little Caesars, which is one thing that I just love the most in life. But if there is a short list of things I do love more than Little Caesars, it's beating that team down the road. So, yeah, I will take the sacrifice of saying goodbye to my $6 large pizza. Very great value, very great taste. Um, but, yeah, hey, if it's going to make the rest of the fan base happy, I'll be a martyr and uh, say goodbye to Little Caesars. And then question number three, explain a non-sports analogy to this rivalry. I tried my best because it's it's hard, but look, what I've settled on is it's like uh, it's like Michigan was the cool kid in high school, you know. Um, and you know what they say about being the cool kid in high school? Heard this a few years ago. I thought it was very funny and very accurate. Uh, they say the the hardest part about being the cool kid in high school is being a loser the rest of your life. Uh, that's right. Hey, we're, we're, we're in our 30s. Maybe we're in our 40s. We're still talking about the varsity football days of old. You know, how things used to be, how cool we were, and how awesome it was to beat up on everyone else in the past. And now everyone's just kind of moved on with their life, right? Uh, you know, everyone's a little more successful. Uh, yes, this cool high school kid could have some success along the way, but by and large, everyone's kind of moved on from that era, kind of like Michigan still hasn't moved on from the mid-90s. Yes, you would have thought that tied national title was just five years ago, but I, no, that's actually about 25 years ago. But I, again, so it's just looking in the past, uh, bringing up the all-time record against Michigan State as if, you know, we're really still beat up about those games in the 60s and 70s or heck, you know, before segregation even entered college football. Yes, they still want to talk about those good old days, but uh, no, I kind of just want to hang out here in relevant times and yeah you keep hearing me say the last 14 years and okay that might seem like a cherry pick stat but you know what the most relevant 14 years in this rivalry are the last 14 years uh hey do you know what if you want to round it off call it just last 10 years okay well still got you there so uh yeah just being the uh the cool kid in high school i guess because uh unbeknownst to them Things have changed a little bit uh, around them, so there you have it. Uh, we're going to get to more questions here, some more hate. But in a hot second, I just need to talk all your ear off about Sweat Block. That's right, we're talking about one of the best products out there, bar none. Uh, I use some Sweat Block last season, plenty of time to do it last season. Uh, let's talk about the Peach Bowl, you know. Things are not looking good in the fourth quarter for Michigan State's New Year's Six Bowl game. And I was starting to feel it. I was starting to smell it, actually, under my own pits. I was starting to get a little nervous about my Spartans, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of smelling like a locker room, you know. So that is why I got sweat block. I don't sweat during these games anymore. I actually smell like a normal person. Dare I say, maybe sometimes even a pleasant person when the sweat block is really working. You just apply it beforehand, and then you are good to go for days at a time, really. I was able to fix my problem with sweat block, and I want you to fix your problem with sweat block as well. And so does the doctor that created sweat block. That's right. That's right. Sweat block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created, doctor recommended, and also comes with a promo code. 
Smash in promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. That's going to save you 20% off your order. If someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweater or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. And as we get back into the hateful mailbag here, hey, just want to thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. $95 million man asked the question, MSU wins this week, 35-33. What is their lame excuse for the next 365 days? Look, first and foremost, you got to look at the weather forecast. Um, because apparently when games are in Ann Arbor, which we just learned in 2017, Weather can affect only one team and not the other, even though it you know might show rain uh, the entire game for both sides. I, little known fact, when the game is in Ann Arbor, apparently it only affects the Wolverines. Uh, look, you could always point to any inane penalty flag thrown in the second quarter uh, that they could always fall back on. You know that there's nothing they love more. Uh, then to talk about the refs in these games, uh, it is a tried-and-true go-to for them. Uh, and, hey, maybe, look, they get a little creative this time after losing their 11th game in the last 15 years. you got to spice it up a little bit. Uh, maybe they just say, look, well, that wasn't fair. We're not used to playing night games. Um, I think their first six games this year, I think only one has been at night, five have been at noon, so maybe they'll have an excuse about their eyes not adjusting to the night correctly. Wouldn't put it past them. And if just like $95 million man said, if we win by two, odds are a field goal was involved for Michigan State, so they might uh, just cry about not having enough tape of us making a field goal. (laughs) Really, if I could throw a barb at us. But also, again, you got to get creative here when you're trying to guess what excuse is going to come next because they keep you on our toes, no doubt about that. Uh, Jackson writes, now this is an X's and O's question. Of the defensive fronts that they've shown, what do you think stands the best chance of slowing down the run game for Michigan? That's right. Jackson is having us take a bit of a break from the slander, from the brouhaha, and he actually wants to know about the game. Can't blame you, Jackson. But look, I I think it's as simple as just what we saw last weekend, right? Uh, With not just the 4-3 formation, but also Jacoby Winman heading up the middle linebacker position there. Uh, He's going to be your best defensive player. No doubt about that. And also, Xavier Henderson being there helps as well. Kendall Brooks could be back as well. Those are two very physical, good tacklers. It's going to help in the run game and also helping in the run game. Just really having Angelo Gross being prioritized in the run defense. Uh, He was great last weekend, I thought, when he was going to the line of scrimmage. Stopping the run, putting pressure on the quarterback. If we can have him in more run situations... Then, you know, past situations, having him drop into coverage, maybe having Xavier Henderson helps, maybe having Kendall Brooks back possibly helps. Like, I think Angelo Gross could be a key cog in this machine as well. But, yeah, it goes without saying that you got to run that, that, that 4-3. I mean, yes, it's not to say that Michigan can't pass because they can. Look, they just don't have to do it because they can maul teams on the ground. But, hey, maybe Michigan State can stop it. Maybe not. We'll see. But, yeah, that's your best shot. Just doing what you did last week against Wisconsin. Uh, Spartan Dog is going to get us back on the hateful train. He says, what full or partial body part would you cut off if it guaranteed an MSU victory on the 29th? And, look, last year, in the first ever undefeated matchup between these two teams, the top 10 matchup, the historic matchup, I, I would have said just take the entire left arm 
my leg up to my knee if you need that as well. Uh, you know what? An eyebrow. Uh, I'll just lop off an entire eyebrow for the rest of my life. If you want a kidney, fine. Take two while you're at it. But uh, this year, look, if I could be honest for a hot second, uh, the sizzle around this game is always there. No doubt about that. But it is an undefeated matchup sizzle. So with that said, take take part of my ear, just like part of the ear lobe, perhaps uh, the upper ear, kind of like a Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield situation. Everyone will be like, "Oh my God, you get into a fight with an animal or something like that," and I gotta look them dead in the face and say, "Oh no, I'm just a sick person that is willing to give up flesh." blood and bones uh, just to see a single regular season victory against that school down the road. So yeah, take a little bit of my ear off uh, if that's what's going to have to take uh, to see a victory next Saturday in Ann Arbor. Gavin asks the straightforward question of what uniform combo would you like to see worn against Michigan? Two words, all whites. Uh, those look absolutely sharp. Harkens back to the 2017 game when they rocked the all whites. Uh, looked sharp then. Under the rain seemed to work then as well. But yeah, I just, it always looks so clean, doesn't it? I do love the all whites, so give me that right there. Alpha King Meow. That's right, how about that for a name? Alpha King Meow says, When was the last time Michigan beat an actually good MSU team? Like, say the threshold is nine wins for being good. When was the last time they did that? Uh, it would actually uh, be 2003, and we're going to bump that threshold down because MSU only won eight games that season. So you have to go back nearly 20 years for the last time Michigan popped one of MSU's better teams that they've had. So there you have it. Nearly 20 years, MSU won eight games, and hey, good on you. But yeah, ever since then, it's just been beating up on you know, downtrodden Michigan State teams, rebuilding Michigan State teams like this year, you could say. Whereas, you know, Michigan State, they, they've beaten Michigan when they're bad. They've beaten Michigan when they're really good. Um, yeah, any way you slice it, that's what it is. Nearly 20 years since they've beaten uh, a good Michigan State team, we'll call it. MB writes in, you can redo any one game in this rivalry. Which one do you want another crack at? For some reason, I, I don't know how many people are going to have this answer. I don't think a lot, actually. But for some reason, give me give me another crack. I say me as if I'm playing in this game. Give me another crack at that 2012 game. That's right. It was, it was the field goal fest. 12-10 uh, to 10, uh, broke a four-game winning streak that Michigan State had in the rivalry. And look, if you add a win into 2012, you, you could have stretched that to eight straight wins right there as Michigan State won in 13 14 15 so yeah I god just that, that game never sat right with me it's just a just an ugly game obviously not a lot of sexy 12 to 10 games that you watch but yeah that game was just uh gross and it just didn't feel good to lose that game it never feels good to lose but that one look I know Michigan State's offense was kind of not great all year but couldn't have done couldn't have done better than 10 Oh, I, I digress. No, 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 no. I'm not going to get upset about a game that happened 10 years ago. Nope, not going to do it. But yeah, that's my answer right there. Uh, and Rachel asked a great question here. Who is more insufferable, Braylon Edwards or Devin Gardner? Uh, this is a battle between a guy that got completely pantsed uh, in back-to-back -back games like we talked about against Michigan State and another guy who caught passes in this rivalry about, I think we're like 20 years or 18 years removed from that game, and uh, he's hanging on to every bit of that as long as he can, and he also gives great 
locker room bulletin board material. So I got to give something to Braylon Edwards there. However, it's weird that, uh, you know, dad's got to call into a radio station and fight his fights after he spends the week running up to a Michigan State game, running his mouth and making a complete clown of himself. So, yeah, um, at least Devin is taking out his own battles. Like, he'll talk trash and um, while he can't really take it back without blocking every single person on Twitter, at least he's not getting any family members involved. I don't know. It's So who's more insufferable? Oh, Rachel, I don't know. Flip a coin. Uh, it, it depends on the day, depends on the comment. But, yeah, really just odd odd behavior all over the board from those guys at any given time. So there you go. God bless them. They, uh, they make this rivalry fun, I suppose. Uh, we will be back in a hot second. One more question before getting to five best bets. But first, need to talk your ear off about Bet Online. That's right. We're going to be hearing from Bet Online in a hot second because they deal out all the lines, all the action that you could possibly need because they are your number one source for your football betting info this season. They take care of you no matter what the sport is. Let's talk about NHL season starting. Let's talk about the NBA season starting. And hey, Come on, golf season has also started as well. Bet Online has you covered top to bottom. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, is at Bet Online. So, what are you waiting for? Head to betonline.net. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That is at BetOnline where the game starts. And also, when it comes to land sales, it pays has it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Corn Belt agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange, expanding your operation, or selling a row crop farm, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Best of all, great service is just the beginning. AcrePro provides unparalleled land data, including soil ratings, elevation, flood zones, and land valuation across parcels so that you can get the full picture up front and be confident in the entire land market. Your agent will cater to each of your individual needs and help you navigate the complexities of buying and selling land so that the process is made simple. Experience the ease of AcrePro by working with farmland specialists like Kyle Rule, Brady Hammond, Neil Hur, and Kyle Spray. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765 765- Five se- oh, sorry, 765-587-3185. Just got a little excited there. And talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-587-3185. That's AcrePro Midwest Farm Group. And let's round this out with one last question in the mailbag. A fun one, as they all have been. Again, hey, if you have any questions, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. Or Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. If you want to come bark at me there, always a good time. And this comes from uh, Anonymous. This was a via email question. What is your favorite play from this rivalry, not counting the Jalen Watts-Jackson play? And I just jotted down a few off the top of my head. Uh, Look, 2017 had a lot of fun ones. The screen to Madre London. Lewerke rolling over his lineman on third down to keep chewing off some very important clock. Uh, any of John O'Corn's 13 interceptions in the second half when it was monsooning, and Jim Harbaugh just said, yeah, let's just let's keep throwing the ball. Why not? Let's get nuts. Uh, look, last year's fourth down 
uh, to Jaden Reed. J.J. McCarthy's fumble was big time. Brantley's interception, I think, is a massive favorite here. Any five? Five? That's right, five of K-9's touchdowns last year. Uh, 2020, the, the tip pass at the end of the first half because, hey, they had the Greek god Joe Milton on their team, and they said, hey, cool, we're within the five-yard line. Um, let's just have the running back throw the ball. Let's not count on our quarterback whatsoever. So that was some more galaxy brain action from Jim Harbaugh right there. But, yeah, that was a very important play at the end of the half. Uh, 2014. Not a play at all, actually. Uh, when the Michigan player put the stake into the field at Spartan Stadium, that was absolutely positively hilarious. Uh, the 2015, another play you can pull is uh, Trayvon Pendleton's answer after Michigan scores their touchdown. He goes down 74.999 yards and nearly scores a touchdown, so that was a big one. 2011, if I could take it back 11 years ago, Isaiah Lewis's pick six at the end of the game, showing Denard Robinson the ball as he's going to the end zone. 2009, Larry Capers touchdown in overtime. 2008 was just the Blair White show for a hot second. 2010, Edwin Baker's 60-yard run. But above all, you know what? We're going to roll back the clock here big time. We're going to go to the turn of the millennium when a gentleman by the name of TJ Duckett caught a ball from the heavens thrown by Jeff Smoker with absolutely positively one second left on the clock. Yes, we're talking the Spartan Bob game. We're talking Jeff Smoker finding TJ Duckett. That was absolutely probably the best play in this rivalry, at least that I can remember, um, besides the Jalen Watts-Jackson play. I know I left off maybe 20 plays, uh, safe to say. If I did forget them, hit me up, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Next week, we're going to be doing like a top 20 or top 40 favorite moments from the last 14 years of this rivalry. If you have any of your favorite moments, hey, like I said, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. Now, this is a, this is becoming a very exciting segment. I don't know how many people like actually listen to this segment of five best bets or how many people actually take these bets, but holy crap, uh, we just had our fifth winning week in a row. Uh, we went three and two. Last week, and that puts us at 23 and 17 on the season. Uh, we did not win Wisconsin minus seven, and thank God I've never been happier to lose a bet in my entire life. Uh, Utah won, but they did not cover the three and a half point spread. So the games we won, yes, Michigan, you're good for something. Uh, they covered minus seven against Penn State. Tennessee plus seven and a half didn't even need those points, and then Oklahoma minus seven. Easy cover there. No stress at all at the end of that game. No, it certainly wasn't sweating up a storm on my couch watching that game. Anyway, this week, what do we got on the menu? Hey, it's MSU's bye week, but let's still find an MSU to bet on. We're talking the Mississippi State Bulldogs, plus 21 against Alabama. This is a get-right spot for Alabama. Obviously, they just got... Look, it, I guess you could say the word embarrassed, Um which is really weird because Tennessee is a really good team, but any time Alabama loses, I think Nick Saban takes personal embarrassment in that. And they're really good at bouncing back in these games, but I don't know. I, famous last words about to come out of my mouth, but something just does not seem right about this Alabama team. I, obviously they're good, but they are just not Alabama great. And I'm a little weary when I see Mississippi State's top-ranked passing offense in the SEC coming into Tuscaloosa 21 points seems like a lot of points, and I don't know. I think this is going to be another shootout where, yes, I don't think the Bulldogs win necessarily, but 
three touchdowns worth, I think they could keep pace with Alabama in that regard, especially with the Crimson Tide secondary just ugh, not looking right, man. hate to see it. Uh, also, I guess, you know, the other big game this weekend, uh, there's not a lot of great games this weekend. Really tough to follow what we saw last week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ohio State and Iowa game. That's right. I'm going to go with the under of 49-and-a-half Iowa, second best in the nation at allowing 10-plus uh, yard pass plays on defense. They, they like to keep the game in front of them. Their defense has not been the issue this year, and they got a pretty good run defense as well. However, Iowa's offense is still Iowa's offense, and yes, hey, look, can Ohio State still get to 30 points? Sure, of course they can. Can they still get to 40 points against Iowa? Yeah, probably. Here's the problem, though. I'm not ever going to count on Iowa scoring 10 points. So um, we're going to be going under 49 and a half here. I'm also going to take Oklahoma State plus six against Texas. Uh, Texas barely escaped last week against Iowa State. Really hairy game there. And yes, Oklahoma State lost, but it was to a good TCU team. And they have the guns to keep up with any offense, I think, as far as I've seen so far this year from Spencer Sanders and the uh, and the Pokes down in Stillwater. And speaking of Stillwater, I do like that it is a home game for the Cowboys. So, yeah, give me Oklahoma State plus six against Texas. And then two quick ones to get you out the door. Two Big Ten games. Two gross Big Ten games, really. Uh, Maryland minus 13.5 against Northwestern. Here's my analysis on that game. I just have zero respect for Northwestern this year. That's about it. That's all I have to say. Uh, they just got bludgeoned by Wisconsin. We just saw it. our team beat Wisconsin, and we know that our team like isn't anything to write home about. So if if you're getting rolled by Wisconsin, oh my, uh, yikes. Uh, and last but not least, this is strictly a vibes play right here, and these work sometimes. Indiana versus Rutgers with a total of 45.5. We are going to be going under there. Tell me that Indiana versus Rutgers in Piscataway, New Jersey, just doesn't scream under. Like, that, that game was destined to be under. So, to recap, we're going under 45.5 in Indiana versus Rutgers. We're taking Maryland minus 13.5 against Northwestern. We're taking Oklahoma State plus 6 against Texas. Under 49.5 in Ohio State versus Iowa. And then, last but not least, we're taking an MSU the Mississippi State Bulldogs plus 21.5 against Alabama. There you have it. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I had a lot of fun. Uh, hate week is a whole lot of fun. So uh, let's keep it going next week, shall we? Because the whew, it's really only going to get ratcheted up as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Fun slate of shows next week. Like I said, we'll, we're just going to do a rewatch of last year's game. Hey, we have no game this week to talk about, so let's just look back at, well, the last game in this rivalry. And then, yes, we'll talk to Stephen Brooks next week. We have a player lined up, too. A former Rose Bowl champion. That's right. May have played for the uh, Miami Dolphins. I don't want to spoil it all. If you could put two and two together, you might know who I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk with Chris Castellani of Barstool Sports next week as well for our Michigan preview. He'll bring us up to speed on his Wolverines. And then, yeah, we're going to do a fun show in the middle of all that, too like ranking our top 20 or 50 or 100 favorite moments uh, in this nice 14-year stretch that Michigan State has had. So keep it tuned next week. Locked on Spartans, your team at Green and White every single day. Go enjoy the weekend. Love you all. Go Green.